Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. This is Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports. Streaming through the Seattle Sports app. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. Here we go now. Ooh, Adam Schefter's got to be heated right now if this is indeed true. What would you say the biggest offseason story has been outside of what's going to happen with Lamar in Baltimore? What other quarterback is everyone watching closely, Bump? Geno Smith. Deal's done already, so no, guys, don't worry about Bump, that. Bump, what's another quarterback <laughs> that everyone's watching closely? No, <laughs> Curtis. What is it? No. <laughs> what is another quarterback we're all watching closely? Oh, Mary Yoda. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, of course, still with the Packers. He'd have to be traded, but there were rumors that Jets ownership was very interested, interested enough, in fact, to fly out to California to meet with Rodgers last week. This from Trey Wingo, okay? I don't want to say take it with a grain of salt. Trey Wingo, reputable. It's just it's the only one I'm seeing so far. Trey Wingo, quote, hearing Rodgers to the Jets is done. History about mm. to repeat itself between New York and Green Bay. Time is indeed a flat circle. Shout out extra points for the true detective reference. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think people thought like he's probably going to, you know, head to the Jets. This feels like something that could happen. Uh, it may have already happened. So because this was a huge, huge, huge story, if I see it from anyone else, um, I will let you know right now. It's just Wingo that's got it. But man, I don't. If you go to the Jets, you've got a great defense, you've got great weapons. You are also in a really, really tough AFC. Not that Aaron Rodgers isn't perfectly capable of competing in said <laughs> AFC, but that's quite the shift from a pretty wide open NFC. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I would I already respect Rodgers for what he's done in this league, one of the best quarterbacks to do it. But for him to buck up and say, you know what, Josh, what's up? Tua was cracking. Yeah. Mac, not worried about you too much. But let's go over to the AFC where the division looks like it's tough because Miami got better as well mm-hmm. this past weekend picking up Jalen Ramsey. But you also got to deal with the future of the league, Joe Burrow. You got Pat Mahomes. Jimmy G is over there now with the Las well, Vegas You Raiders. know that scene from um, Fresh Prince where Will walks into the home and he's looking around? That's how it feels being in the NFC right now. <laughs> You walk in and you look oh, that's around. That's a good thing. I mean, like, we had it is good news. We had somebody pointed out to us. I don't know if it was on the text line or what, but they were like, "Is, G- is Geno Smith the best quarterback in the NFC West right yeah, now?" Yeah, that was yeah. the text line. Yeah, he is. Is he the best quarterback in the NFC right now? No, I think Dak okay. is. Jalen Hurts is. I think yeah. those are the top two. But like, the NFC seriously lacking quarterback talent compared to the AFC. And I mean, you put Aaron Rodgers in the AFC. Is he even a top five AFC quarterback? Yeah. No, Mahomes right now. Allen are better. What is Justin Herbert? Aaron Rodgers at his peak. Sure, Aaron Rodgers has been dealing on and off with some injuries. I don't think he's at his peak anymore. All right, tell me who you put in front of him. Mahomes, Mahomes, Allen. Mm -hmm. Maybe Justin Herbert. No, I wouldn't put Justin Herbert. Okay, fine. I'll I'll put him at four. I'll put him at four. I won't put Herbert above him right now. I bet Trevor Lawrence takes a leap again next year. Second year in Doug Peterson's offense. Like there's a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, there is. The okay, would you put talented. him higher than four? Would you put him no, above Burrow, Allen, I think, I think four. Mahomes? I think four, four is, is a good spot. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to the Seahawks here again at twelve thirty. I'm going to recap all the moves. We'll get Bumps' reaction to all the moves, and then I will let you know if like 
I see anything else confirming the Rodgers news just because it was the biggest story of the soft season outside of Lamar right now, just Trey Wingo. So let's get back to the Seahawks. It doesn't look anymore like the Hawks will have a chance to get a quarterback at five. Is it possible? Sure. But bump, it's looking less and less likely. The Bears and Cardinals both needed defensive linemen badly. Those were two of the top defensive linemen gone before Seattle was on the board. It also meant, though, that a quarterback could still be available if just... Two, for instance, were chosen before you. However, with the Panthers sending DJ Moore and four picks to the Bears for pick number one overall to get their quarterback, we could very well see a run at quarterback at one, two, and four for Indy. If Arizona trades that pick, you're going one, two, three, potentially four quarterbacks in the top four. Either way, it's looking good in terms of trying to get a defensive lineman, Mm -hmm. but wanting a quarterback now off the board. Are you disappointed or relieved? I'm relieved. I'm not disappointed, no. Uh, side note, Garrett Wilson just tweeted, y'all should see the smile on me right now. So he's excited over the uh, the news that Wingo put out. But am I, I am relieved because I feel like getting a defensive lineman is more of a sure thing. Not a sure thing, but the chances of them contributing right now um, are just a lot higher, obviously, because you signed Geno Smith. That quarterback would have to sit for a couple of years. I still think you have to address that position. You can't just ignore it now. Like, oh, we're out the top five when it comes to getting the quarterback that we want. You have to draft somebody later. But defensive players and running backs are the two positions. Typically, if you're a baller and you enter the league, you can help carry a team, honestly. Mm-hmm. Now, defensive line, you do the dirty work. You're not going to get the love, especially if you're a D-tackle interior lineman. But you can change a defense, just you alone, taking on double teams, keeping your linebackers clean, running back spot. We saw Saquon Barkley hit the scene at the running back spot and just kill it. Mm-hmm. Um, Brees, uh, Brees Hall, before he got hurt, the rookie running back, he was killing it. So I look at those two positions and I go, those two can be ready to go right now. You can be raw as heck because that running back is what you've been doing since you were in second grade recess. You are running away from people trying to tackle you. And with defensive line, I'm just bigger and stronger than you. I can, I'm allowed to be a raw athlete. There's so much preparation and skill at the quarterback spot. It's a good thing that they sit for a year or two. So I'm relieved. What I want, what I've wanted a shot at Anthony Richardson, possibly, even though I know he needs to develop. He needs yeah. a lot of work. Would I want a, a shot at CJ? Yeah, for sure. But it just makes the the decision that much easier. That's the thing. I, uh, I am very jealous of teams like Cincinnati or uh, certainly Kansas City, but especially before they paid Mahomes because there was this idea of like, do you have something special? Like there's maybe nothing more fun in football than that feeling of realizing you might have a star. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of what we experienced with having a young center fielder here in Seattle last year. It was like, is there, is, is this guy a star? Do you actually have a superstar? Like nothing is more fun than that feeling of having high hopes about someone or high expectations or knowing someone could be good and then watching them meet that potential and then watching the rest of the country watch that person meet their potential. It's really fun. Um, And Seattle hasn't had that for some time just because they've had the same quarterback for 10 years and then uh, moved to Gino, who many people had written off. And um, I think that I've, I'm envious of that feeling, and I would love to see a young quarterback here eventually, again, kind of like develop into something special. But I also recognize how much help this defense needs, and I recognize that sometimes picking those guys don't work out. In fact, more often than not, um, I I would have wanted to see them get a defensive lineman. It feels less shaky. It feels safer. It feels like you know fixing something that badly badly is in need of help. It's just not quite as fun. No, it's not as not fun. Not quite as fun. It's not. There's nothing like getting someone under center and watching them blossom, watching them drive 
your team down the field to win the game. There's nothing attractive, nothing sexy about a big boy taking on a double team and possibly getting a sack or a TFL, but it's necessary. It's completely necessary. So, um, But there's some still good quarterbacks out there. Um, Hendon Hooker is a name that, that keeps popping up. Uh, I really like Jake Heener. Heener, I, I, I can't figure out how to pronounce his name for some reason. Um, Heener. Heener. Uh, I like him even though he's a long shot. He's a, he's a Russell Wilson type of dude, you know what I'm saying, to where he's not going to come in with a bunch of hype and a bunch of expectations. But his competitiveness to me in the way – that um, he can escape pressure and keep his eyes down the field um, is what makes him attractive to me. So you lose in the sweepstakes when it comes to getting the names that people are crowning as. These are the guys. Your Bryce, CJ, mm-hmm. Levis, Anderson. Uh, Richardson, sorry, Richardson. Uh, but it allows you to do what the Hawks do best, which I think is find diamonds in the rough and develop yeah. them. Uh, from the 253, DK is a star. Guys, I know that. Okay, someone else said watching Aaron Donald is fun. All of that's true. But let's be real. No one is more important than a quarterback. Okay? I hate to break it to DK. I hate to say this while sitting across from a former receiver. But you know it, too. No one is more impactful than the quarterback. When I'm talking about finding your guy, I don't mean like finding wide receiver one or finding your next great running back or finding a great defensive tackle. I mean finding your quarterback. You guys know how yeah. important that is. The um, the 49ers is a perfect example. They had a squad. As soon as their quarterback, Mr. 262, goes down, that is a completely different ball club. Doesn't necessarily mean... The quarterbacks are the most important, but it doesn't mean that the quarterback has to be the number one pick. Purdy showed that, right? But he has to be your quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's got to run your offense. He's got to understand what you want to accomplish. And as soon as you lose that, if if the Chiefs did not have Pat Mahomes, they're not the Chiefs. No. If the Eagles did not have Jalen Hurst, they're not the Eagles. And those teams have talent, right? Both sides of the football. So, yeah, it's the uh, it's the the position with the most responsibility, even though you look at the 49ers and you go, damn, they got Hargrave, they got uh, Bosa over there, you got Greenlaw. But they haven't had a payoff. But as soon as they lost their quarterback, None of that matters. Exactly. That's the thing. Like someone was like, uh, the 49ers have won Super Bowls. I know. But I'm talking about during this recent stretch, I think we would all say that the only big question mark the 49ers have had consistently has been at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And they have been so successful. They've been to the NFC Conference Championship, what, like three out of four years or three out of five, something like that. But they've never actually won a Super Bowl because in the end of the day, they didn't have the quarterback. And when they did get to a Super Bowl, they lost because the other quarterback was better. Mm-hmm. Like, ultimately, it's going to cost you. Yeah. It happens, but it's exceedingly rare that you can have, like, a significant gap in quarterback talent and win. Yeah, Mahomes won that Super Bowl. He turned it on. Jalen Hurts kept them in the game. He Although, turned it on. shout out to, what was that, running back? He turned it on, too. Damian Pacheco. Williams. Damian Williams. Should have been Super Bowl MVP. Um, it's just, uh, I think I'm with you. I'm relieved. It's just knowing I can't have it now that mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, but I wanted the choice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wanted the choice to have it, but I, I would have, I think, felt intrigued and excited by them selecting a quarterback where the Seahawks to select a quarterback at five and also exceptionally nervous for a defensive line that also just released Shelby Harris. Yeah. So yeah. at least now we know what the answer needs to be at five. It's either that or trade back. But you know what you need don't to get. Don't trade back. Please don't trade back. What would you do if they traded back? 
I, I would You're accept be doing it like everyone coverage. else. I would throw my hands up in the air and, and be like, oh. just, just live with it. You know, only way I don't mind them trading back is if Will and Jalen are gone. Because yeah. I don't think you necessarily need one of these top four quarterbacks right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love a shot at it, but I would understand if Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are gone, then they want to move back to accumulate picks. I'm yeah. with that. Uh, from the 206, oh, I disagree so strongly. QB isn't as important as it used to be. Didn't you guys just watch Pete and Waldron's system make Gino a top 10 QB? I don't know that it was Pete and Waldron's system alone making Gino a top 10, but I also think that the opposite is true. I think QBs matter even more than they used to because they're even more exceptional. It is a QB-driven league. All right. He said uh, the QBs aren't as important as what he said. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you look at Gino and what he did. If Gino doesn't have the year that he has, this team doesn't make the playoffs. If Gino doesn't lead the league in completion percentage, who knows what, what games these guys are in. So um, I get, understand why people would say that because they see all the other moving pieces around. But when it's time to win and you have the football, who are you looking at? When it's time to win and your defense is on the field, you're saying, okay, just get it back to our offense so you can mm-hmm. go down and win the game. When it's time to win, you're not handing the football off 15 times. Mm-hmm. It's time to win. You're, you're throwing that thing around a yard and saying, all right, let's move this ball down the defense. I mean, down the field. Um, I, I understand that perspective because a lot of people think that way. I just don't agree but with But when it. it's time to win, it's time to win a ball game. You need your quarterback to perform. I just don't know a single, a single head coach or GM that would say QB – doesn't really matter as much anymore like this one teams that value qbs above all are still stuck in the past qb is the most important position on the football field it's one of the most important positions in sports who wins super bowls you look at the teams who have won the last 10 super bowls we went over this last week except minus joe flacco in 2012 yeah and even he played Elite. decently Elite. right you got tom brady you got pat mahomes and before anyone corrects him i want to say there was a reason bump didn't mention Foles, which is that he only played a handful of games yeah only played a handful of games before i mean who got that team going carson Wentz yeah. got them going he was, was playing at a high level three? if your qb's not playing at a high level you better have one of the best defenses in all the land and we saw uh this year you can have the best defense in all the land your quarterback goes down you're done for you why because they got a quarterback on the other team who was able to get her done mm-hmm. you need all the pieces right we've seen what happens when the quarterback is pretty good like i actually think that the bears are a good example of like the quarterback could be really good is really athletic is a big reason they were ever really in games they just had no pieces they gave them no weapons no one to catch footballs and no one to defend anything and not a great offensive line <laughs> like <laughs> they literally had only the quarterback so no one can do it on their own you need all the pieces you need good coaching you need a good quarterback. You need good injury luck, um, or rather to avoid bad injury luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you need all the pieces. But the reason that quarterback was ever part of the conversation for the Seahawks isn't necessarily because they didn't badly need defensive help. It's because when you're picking at five or in the top five, everyone is going to wonder if that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Everyone yeah. is going to wonder. 253 says the little kid 262 for the 49ers prove you don't have to be a top 15 quarterback. I think he proved that you need to be the quarterback in that right system that mm-hmm. your OC trusts. Deontay Johnson came in and did you believe he was going to win that ball game for him? No. No, of course not. I mean, it's it has to be the right fit. We're not just saying that you can throw any quarterback in there. And he can be extremely talented, and it's going to be okay. Also, we're saying this assuming that, like, the 49ers were to go to a Super Bowl and beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like this conversation also assumes that, like, that could have been enough. Yeah. 
Nah, uh, QBs are the most important part of your team when it comes to winning. Now, you got to protect the quarterback. You got to get after the quarterback. All right, so, okay, okay, listen up now. All right. It's all about the quarterback. You must protect the quarterback. You must get after the quarterback. And you must have a quarterback to run your system. You can't do none of that. You ain't got no shot. All right, let's get to headline rewrites. Headline rewrites. We must make headlines. The real story behind the headlines in today's news with Bob and Stacey. Headline number one, the big news yesterday, Washington announcing they will keep Mike Hopkins as men's basketball head coach for at least next season. What's the real headline? The Huskies have made the tournament once since 2011, but apparently boosters don't care. We had Percy Allen on of the Seattle Times earlier today who ended up breaking that news. He also had a Q&A with Mike Hopkins and joined us at 1030. If you missed that, it's going to be halfway through hour one, probably about 20 minutes in uh, hour one of the podcast when that posts later today. Bump, anything you take away from that interview with Percy? Because mm-hmm. I have one or two things, but how about you? Mm-hmm. Percy made me feel bad. <laughs> he made me feel really bad because he, he said, there's no way you're not going to like Mike Hopkins. I, he wasn't even a human being to me until Percy hit me in my heart, man. So, Mike, I'm sorry for talking about you, but you got to win, he baby. He guilted you. He guilted he's me. He's like, how dare you? Like, he's Mike's a, human a nice being. guy. No, he says, no way you're not going to like Mike. I'm Mike like, hating it. other Mikes. Like, I won't <sighs> stand for oh, it. Michael Mike crime. You know what sticks? <laughs> <laughs> you know what sticks with me? Uh, two things. Number one is him being like, um, Mike Hopkins is better at recruiting than people think. And number two was tied to that, which is this is a little more nuanced and complex than people want to admit. Mm-hmm. I, as a UW alum, was frustrated by the news. I'm completely uh, transparent. Like, I was really frustrated. I hated just settling for mediocrity. And I hate that feeling in general. And I want to see this team be more competitive because this city is a team that deserves a, a great basketball, or excuse me, a city that deserves a great basketball team. It's a city in which tons of great recruits and basketball players come from. And I hate that the team closest to home is one that's struggling so much. Um, That aside, Percy was right. And it was insightful in that for a program that hasn't made, that's only made the tourney once since 2011, it's Mm. not just a Hopkins problem. No, it's not. And the UW brand to me, growing up in California, was basketball. Now, I understand they've had good years in football as well. But the UW brand to me, a California kid, was basketball. So um, you you like to see him get back to that. And me being a coog, I just want to see the state win. We're not going to get those big recruits at Wazoo. Mm-hmm. So keep him here in Seattle mm-hmm. and do what you do, UW. Headline rewrites. Headline number two, big trade in the NFL. Jalen Ramsey traded by the Rams to the Dolphins in exchange for just a third-round pick and tight end Hunter Long. What's the real headline? The Dolphins are in it to win it in 2023. Unfortunately, everyone else is too in the AFC. Man, Dolphins. I rhymed it again. Bars. Thank you. Dolphins are, are making moves, man. Money moves. You got Ramsey over there. You got Howard over there. You got Bradley Chubb over there mm-hmm. as well. Then you go offense. You got one of the best duos mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. And then the Rams get a third round pick and a tight end that caught zero passes last year. You caught as many passes as this tight end as to die. Yes, I. exactly. I got t- I got I got numbers. The, the Rams the Rams are desperate. You know, back growing up in uh, in California, you probably see it out here too, man. When those dudes are like strung out on drugs, or something they're scratching their neck. Like I just need something. That's the Rams. I need a third round pick. Give me something for Jalen Ramsey. That's where they are. They're starting all over. My question now is, how long does McVay stay there? He says he's there for the long run, but yeah, really. What was the quote you saw, Curtis, that he was like, I don't want this to be an off-season conversation every time? 
Yeah, it's like, well, <laughs> then stop sure pinching it, it retirement yeah. every year, Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron. I'm so tired of this conversation. You know, you guys just talking about this. Stop pretending you're not a major celebrity <laughs> who leaves things really cryptic the second the season ends. It's you. You, you and the media. You just, yeah, typical, you, typical media making this a yeah. non-story. What's next? Headline rewrite. Headline number three: The NCAA tournament field is set. Alabama, Houston, Kansas, and Purdue are the number one seeds. Gonzaga, the only team from the state of Washington to make it. They're the number three seed in the West. What's the real headline? Alabama, they're great on the court. To be determined whether they're great in court. Mm. Lawyer up. Lawyer up. Um, go Cougs, man. You know, whether it's WSU, whether it's BYU. You'll just represent Cougs University no matter Houston. where. If your mascot is a Cougar, Balto High School, go yeah. Cougs. If when you, you hear about Cougar, um, actual good. mountain lions and Cougars, uh, that like you know try to fight a hunter or eat a sheep Shouldn't or something. You just say like, there. "Hey, go!" Coo- I'm sorry, but I have to support Coos. Go Coos, hunter. Why are you out there? It's not your <laughs> habitat. Sheep. Where's the fence? Where's the fence? <laughs> just absolutely. There's just no defense for it. Hey. I mean, hey, go Coos. No matter what, no matter what the situation is, go Coos. Who do we have outside of Houston? It's Houston BYU. Houston BYU. I'm sure there's someone else out there. Oh, there's got to be some random, like, teeny tiny, maybe like an FCS or like a Division three. I'm going to find one and I'm (laughs) buying gear. I'm going to show up. You should do that. Oh, if I say go Cougs now, can it just be for Houston? Then I don't get in trouble? No. Okay. 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 That's totally fine. Totally acceptable. That's that's okay. Uh, I loved our conversation about whether or not quarterbacks, like the, the overall importance of quarterbacks, in part because it always leads to such a debate from the text line that it becomes like 50-50. There are some people on here being like, what a stupid and obvious question, and then they have two different answers. <laughs> what a stupid question. Of course quarterbacks aren't the most important. 206 ain't listening. What? It says the Bears won a Super Bowl in 85 with Jim. The Ravens won in 2001 with Trent. Both are now Hall of Famers. Are you not listening? You listen to my conversation. We listen to the argument. All yeah. Right. All right. You got to be able to get after the quarterback. Yeah. Protect the quarterback. Yeah. All right. The Bears were able to get after him and protect. Him. But also, the entire point of the conversation was: Has it happened? Yes. Yeah. Does it happen often? No. Happened like six times. It's it's always <laughs> funny to me when people flip the conversation too. Like when we were talking about, well, Patrick Mahomes is getting paid now, and they were like, well, that's one example. Yeah, but there's an example of it. It's the exact same logic. The exact same logic is me being like, well, that's only two examples. And you being like, well, yeah, but it's an example. It can (laughs) be done. That's exactly how how I feel about pointing out Patrick Mahomes getting paid. Yeah. Like the rare exception with the Ravens, they had maybe the best defense ever in Mm -hmm. NFL history. So, yeah, was it was it an extreme exception? Yeah. 85 Bears, too. Yeah. One of the best defenses of all time. Like, let's not pretend. Well, and also. If we're going to have a conversation about what Seattle needs, look, no offense to the Seahawks organization that, you know, I, I care about. Uh, you aren't close to being those defenses. So no. so this conversation is almost moot because instead it needs to be, hey, Gino, no matter what, needs to be way better than both you of those guys. moot? Yeah. Moot? Yeah, moot. Moot. Like a moot point. Like a moot point. Say some words. Let me tell you what. I didn't learn. I didn't learn that word until I was in college, and I don't use it often. Also, someone told me that uh, they said your Wikipedia page says you're single. They're calling you out. First of all, I don't think I have a Wikipedia page, but if I do, excellent. Secondly, uh, do they not know about Brian? (laughs) I have a boyfriend. Um, That needs to be edited. Pretty well documented uh, boyfriend. Okay, and. 
make sure you get his job titles right. Okay. Astronaut, also a doctor. Okay. This hour of Bump and Stacy brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino. You guys, it has been a busy day. First day of the legal tampering period. We already have several reported signings, including some that affect the Seahawks. It's all coming your way next. Bump and Stacy. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. On Seattle Sports. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Rost. So many moves, so little time. It is the first day of the legal tampering period. It's when NFL teams can speak with agents that represent players to figure out some deals for free agents. Nothing can be finalized until Wednesday, the start of free agency in the new league year. But those reports are coming out already. Let's start with this one. Jimmy G to the Raiders. The Raiders are giving Jimmy G a three-year, $67.5 million deal, including $34 million guaranteed. That from ESPN. Garoppolo uh, played for Josh McDaniels in New England, so now they reunite in Vegas. Reunited, and it feels so good, Jimmy G. I got a homie who is a uh, season ticket holder for Vegas Raiders. He's not happy about it, but I said, look, man, you got a quarterback who's going to run your system. He will get Devontae Adams 120 targets. Okay, He will work the system. Are you guys going to win anything in the near future? No, definitely not, Mm because you got Jimmy G, but you should be a little competitive. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, next up here, uh, we have a sad one for Seattle. Defensive tackle Javon Hargrave is going to the 49ers. It's a four-year $84 million deal that includes four million guaranteed at signing that one from Adam Schefter as well. It also takes uh, a free agent favorite for a lot of Seahawks fans off the board and worse yet puts him in the NFC West. Have you seen that show Breaking Bad? Yes. Remember when uh, the young cat was like, he can't keep getting away with this. Yeah. They That's can't keep getting away they with keep it. Getting away with acquiring talent, man. Oh. And, and if their quarterback gets healthy, they might be Super Bowl favorites again. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, another person that you looked at is kind of plan B. D- defensive tackle David Onyemata. He's agreed to a deal with the Falcons. So, again, that defensive line market getting thin. As you guys already know, uh, Deron Payne was franchise tagged by the commanders and then later signed an agreement on an extension with them. So uh, you're down to, like, plan C, maybe. At least for Seahawks fans. Who knows who Seattle's front office actually had their eyes on. The Seahawks don't need offensive tackles, but two signings you do need to know about. Former 40 Niners star Mike McGlinchey is out of San Francisco. He was going to sign with the Bears, who have the most cap space of any team, but the Broncos swooped in and signed him, so he's there to protect Russell Wilson. That from Diana Rossini. Former Jags tackle Jawan Taylor has reached an agreement on a four-year $80 million deal, including $60 million guaranteed with the Chiefs. That from Adam Schefter. And that's because they also lost a tackle from Ari Murov. Former Chiefs tackle Andrew Wiley is going to sign a three-year $24 million with the Washington uh, deal with the Washington Commanders. So the Washington Commanders improve their offensive line. Uh, the Chiefs lose someone and replace him uh, with Jawan Taylor, who is a great uh, pass blocker. And then you've got uh, Mike McGlinchey, one of the best uh, uh, offensive linemen for the 49ers, is leaving that division to go over to the AFC West. What the Seahawks do? Huh? Next Nothing? up, Aaron Rodgers! <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has maybe been traded to the Jets. Trey Wingo is the only one to report on this one so far. Since then, in the like 10 minutes since that news broke, Aaron, or excuse me, uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network has said nothing's happened yet. So conflicting reports. It feels inevitable. Garrett Wilson is tweeting smiley faces and stuff, so oh. he might know something. I think he's just being messy. Uh, I hope it's. I hope Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. I love to see 
just a mix-up. And the Jets have done well with the um, with Green Bay quarterbacks. Yeah. Brett Farr had a stint there. I think there was a game where he threw like five touchdowns at the age of 40, Daniel. So, yeah, why not, Aaron? Do your thing. All right, two veteran backup quarterbacks on the move. Uh, first, the Miami Dolphins are bringing back or bringing back um, are bringing in Jets quarterback Mike White to a two-year deal worth up to sixty million. That from Adam Schefter. Uh, meanwhile, John McClain reporting that the Texans are bringing in Case Keenum on a two-year contract as their backup to whoever they end up choosing number two overall. Did you, Mike White for how much? For two years worth up to $16 million. I'm going to guess 16. there's incentives. Okay, goodness gracious. I thought you said incentives. 60 for a 60, second. Two years, 60. He's getting $30 million a like, year. Look, I know my guy came out and had a good game <laughs> or two for the Jets, but that's a bit excessive. Uh, now, the Texans, you liked as a landing spot for Jimmy G. I wonder if they also were eyeing Jimmy G because this news came after the Jimmy G news. Either way, you expected them to bring in a veteran backup to whoever they choose. And they do exactly that. Also very telling that they bring in Case Keenum uh, and, you know, not someone who could have been competing as like a starter potentially, mm-hmm. right? Like it's very yeah. clear what the Texans are going to do it too. Yeah, it's clear what they're going to do. They're going to grab a quarterback. You have Case Keenum, who's good for four to six games if you need him to go in there and and, and loosen things up for the, the young guy. But no, the Texans, you need a quarterback. You know why? Because it's the most important position. The game revolves around the quarterback. Protect him. Get him. After a career year with the Cleveland Browns, center Ethan Posek is signing with the Browns. That from Jacina Anderson. He was... Aaron uh, Schatz of uh, Pro Football Folk or Football, football Outsiders, outside. Football Outsiders, uh, said that Posick could be a good fit for the Seattle Seahawks, who obviously badly need a center and could turn to free agency uh, to find him. Instead, he sticks with Cleveland. Could have been a decent fit. He's 27 years old. Maybe the second time would have been the charm for him. But no, I want these guys to go out and get a new face and then pair him up with a rookie. Yeah, good signing for the Browns for sure. Uh, all right, let's go to. We're going to stick in the AFC North. In fact. Uh, from Tom Pelissero, the Bengals are re-signing linebacker Jermaine Pratt to a three-year, $21 million deal. Uh, he gets 10.3 in year one, 15.15 in over two years. Why does it matter? I know you don't really care about the Bengals, but Jermaine Pratt is also the guy that when they were walking into the locker room was yelling out, why did you touch him about quarterback Patrick Mahomes? to, God, I already forgot his name. See, remember we talked about how this would slowly slip. Joseph Asai. Yeah. Uh, Jermaine Pratt staying in Cincinnati. He said, this is my last year. This is my last year. year." Come on, man. The Bengals were like, hey, knock that off. But also, three more. Can we, yeah. (laughs) But also, please come back. We would love it if you would return. Um, Nothing really shocking so far, Bump. I got to say, I've got a couple more that I'll round up here. But I mean, honestly, the biggest news for Seattle is obviously Javon Hargrave to the 49ers. And the biggest news for the league is going to be whether or not the Aaron Rodgers deal to the Jets is real or not. Wingo's still the only one to report it. Wingo. I hope Wingo's right just to um, serve Schefter some humble pie. You know, you can't be the one to break it all the time. What if this is like the Aaron Judge to the Giants news? Mm -hmm. Carlos Correa to the Giants news? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I guess he's gone. And all of a sudden they're back. It's like, oh, well, this is awkward. Yeah. I'm rooting for Wingo. Come on, Wingo. Get it right, baby. Uh, question. Did Orlando Brown, because the Chiefs brought in uh, their Juwan Taylor, presumably to, if not replace it, right tackle, to replace Orlando Brown. Did Orlando Brown already sign with the Bears, or is that deal rumored? Uh, I don't the think he have, signed anywhere The yet. Bears have almost $70 million to spend. They're rich. You have no excuse. If you have anywhere close to the number one draft pick next year, you did it all wrong. All wrong. Yeah. Well, unless it comes from the Panthers. 
you know, you give them a year though, but they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be the bottom of the bottom now. Seventy million in cap space, and you still got some draft picks. Yeah, you need some. And talent, you have um, number nine overall still. You still have a top ten pick. Mm-hmm. Hey, you have no I've excuses. DJ Moore. There's no excuse. But okay. things happen. People get hurt, you know? Yeah. Things happen. All right. Uh, one last one I'll tack on here uh, is that uh, the Panthers are bulking up their defense. They're adding uh, Von Bell. So just a lot of, uh, little one I'm tacking on there. Uh, I've got my eyes peeled for any moves for the Seahawks. Um, there have been some smaller moves that I don't think you guys will really uh, care about. Not for Seattle, but for other teams. Those are just kind of the big ones to know about. Uh, a listener question, though. Quote, should I be nervous that we haven't heard anything about the Seahawks yet? Well, that's exactly what we're talking about next. Don't go anywhere. Bumpin' Stacy. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. On Seattle Sports. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. The Raiders are making moves. The 49ers are making moves. The Falcons are making moves. The Chiefs and maybe the Jets. The Texans as well, as are the Bengals and the Browns. No Seahawks moves yet. A listener question bump. Should I be nervous that we haven't heard anything about the Seahawks yet? I get the FOMO that you're probably feeling. But Bump, what do you think? Yeah, a little nervous. A little nervous? Just a little bit. The legal tampering window has only just barely cracked open and you're nervous? Yeah, because you just you want to see your team be active. You Niners are active. You see what they're doing over there, right? But you you should be nervous and you shouldn't because you understand how the Seahawks do business. They don't they're not um you know you got videos of people where they open up like a venue and people are rushing to their seat. The Hawks are the ones chilling in the parking lot pre funk mm-hmm. and being like, "All right, we're going to chill for a little bit. Let the crowd yep. die down yep. and then we'll make our way because we know exactly where our seats are. We know what we're doing." That's the approach the Seahawks take to, uh, to these situations. So, yeah, be nervous because you see what's going on, but then calm yourself down and just understand your organization and how they do business. Or like they're the people on the airplane that when the airplane stops and a lot of people stand up, they're like, we're not going anywhere. I'm not even standing oh, up a, yet. I cannot understand that. Why people stand up immediately. Yeah. I know. Well, because I think part of it is that you've been sitting for so long. So you stand up just to be like, I can stand like All I right. can I can get up and stand. If that's it. Cool. No, but that's I not really like... what it is. What it is, is it's people thinking they can get. In line and I don't and like when people in the back roll 32 Work your way up to the front before the doors even open. It's like, yeah. no, you you paid for seat 32. You exit when 32 exits. Do you ever like get up and stop them and say, listen, 32? Nah, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not that guy. <laughs> it's I'll, me, I'll 16. Go look. back where you belong <laughs> in steerage. <laughs> uh, I, you know what, Bump? Here's how I feel about it. If the Seahawks weren't looking at uh, four picks over the first two rounds, and if they did not have five overall, I'd be almost angry. Yeah. Because I'd be looking at a defense that was uh, pretty horrific at times last year, painful to watch at times last year. And not only that, but maybe moving on from Puna Ford, who's an unra- uh, unrestricted free agent, excuse me, uh, will be reportedly releasing Shelby Harris, uh, won't have Jordan Brooks ready week one in all likelihood, maybe moving on from Cody Barton. I'd be looking at this defense saying they're losing guys, they need help, and you haven't made moves. Something about having the fifth overall pick, thinking you may get Carter or Anderson, helps a little bit. A little yeah. bit of a salve um, in terms of, you know, helping with some of the anxiety that I understand people might normally be feeling. But you also know that you need more than that. So when I see people get kind of anxious now, you know, when they don't hear anything, I know that it's because they have a lot of things they can get. Like, OK, you aren't going to be able to get a frontline center. Oh, Jason Kelsey going back to Philadelphia. That's one thing I forgot to tell you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that you may have to bargain shop to get a center. OK, well. 
you kind of want to hear about something. You can't you can't address <laughs> everything in the draft. I know you got a lot of picks, but you can't address everything. So, you well, know, is this going to be a second wave kind of thing? And look at the people who are making the moves right now. Mm. They are typically outside the top ten. Carolina, I mean, they made their move via draft, right? right. But we're talking right. about this legal tampering mm-hmm. period that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston hasn't made a move. Mm-hmm. Arizona hasn't. The Colts, the Seahawks, Detroit hasn't. Not major Vegas, moves. Vegas signed Jimmy, but that was, that was necessary. Yeah. Atlanta has it. So for the most part, if you're in the top 10, you're, you're sitting back and you're saying, okay, we got some equity in this draft. Um, we're, we don't have the same um, dire need to make a move as these other organizations. One more thing I'll throw in. They did uh, re-sign Gino. Like, I'm going to go ahead and count that, not as adding an outside free agent, but, like, I'm going to go ahead and say re-signing Gino, uh, you got to figure out some of your cap situation. Mm-hmm. Like, they've uh, created cap room by releasing Gabe Jackson um, and Shelby Harris. So we know they're creating cap room and also mm-hmm. that they've solidified their biggest offseason question, which is, what are you doing at quarterback? So at least two things they're, they have done or are working on. Next is just, okay, well, what do you do? So let's, in the next three minutes here, what positions would we like to see them address ideally in free agency? We know that there are some that are going to have to be both in the in the draft and free agency. So I guess what I'm thinking is, what are some positions where you're like, you probably should go to free agency for this instead of the draft. So I'd like to see this position added. Linebacker. You yeah. need a veteran linebacker out there. Jordan Brooks is gone. He has the green dot. Um, there's an adjustment period that happens when you are the Mike linebacker and you are responsible for making calls and making sure everyone is on the same page. You've got to process a lot of information. Not saying that rookies can't do it. There are linebackers who do it in college, but the game is just different. Yeah. So what do you you replace a veteran with a veteran, someone who knows what they're doing. So I would address linebacker. Again, and that's a position like you mentioned, mm-hmm. you're going to address both. You're going to mm-hmm. address it during free agency and in the draft. But you want to get a veteran in free agency just to take some pressure off the young guy that I think that they're going to draft. The only other position I have a question about, center. Like, again, mm-hmm. defensive line, you're going to need to do both. Um, with center, I would love to see a center drafted and maybe work out so that you just have that guy and you have four out of five positions where you know exactly what you're going to do in a couple years. But I also wonder if they might turn to bargain shopping once again at center just because they have other needs on defense. Yeah, and it's there's some positions where bargain shopping just kind of irks me a little bit. And mm. center is one of those positions because there's so much responsibility. If you can find a diamond in the rough like the Hawks tend to do, then okay, I get that. But... I'd rather you go out and get a guy who's been there, who's done that, who's proven, and who you can trust right now. Center, quarterback, Mike linebacker, the middle of the field. You cannot bargain shop anywhere on the offensive line, honestly, yeah. because you're protecting your quarterback. But specifically, those three positions, you got to go get dudes. You got to get guys who are going to control the line of scrimmage, make plays when you need to make them, and mm-hmm. uh, get downhill and, and bang. Four two five is Devin Bush or Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds has been on my wish list for a few weeks now at the LB spot. Also, unless I've missed it, we haven't seen any of those linebackers on the move. There have been like little signings here and there, but uh, some of those top names are still available. I know they aren't the names that everyone is looking at. In fact, Bobby Wagner, for that matter, is still available. So mm-hmm. um, the good news is the veteran position bump would most like the Seahawks to address in free agency rather than the draft. 
you still have a lot of names available. Yep. Uh, and maybe that decision becomes easier without Javon Hargrave. All right. If you miss any part of the show, make sure you subscribe to the Bump and Stacy podcast. The latest Seattle sports news is available right on your phone every single weekday, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. It would mean a ton to Bump and myself and Curtis and really everyone, my mom, if you guys would, <laughs> uh, would rate, review, and subscribe. In fact, if you listen to any podcast that you really enjoy or show that you enjoy, that always helps. Like you wouldn't think it. I didn't realize that you wouldn't think it, but it helps a ton. And so it would mean a ton to us. Uh, all right. So we are heading into the final hour. Today's show has flown by. We've had mm-hmm. so much breaking NFL news with the legal tampering window. Um, Shio Kabadi is going to join us to uh, reflect on some of those moves. And then we're going to uh, talk some Seahawks. He's national now. He's big time with the ringer draft expert, but he knows this team well, having covered them a couple years ago. So perfect guest to talk Seahawks and draft. Then we're going to get to some X's and O's, some new questions probably in four down territory we've got a <laughs> you've got changing news Omaha, Omaha. Uh, sorry uh, and then what i need to know wrapping up the show don't go anywhere